Welcome to the Visions of a Better World podcast. We are part of Global Visions, an association founded in Helsinki, Finland. Our goal is to bring people and organizations together as well as develop ideas and ways of thinking to make the world a better place. In this podcast series, our association is represented by me, project planner Petri Lahtinen, and Max Dalberi, the founder and chairperson of the association. We are also inviting guests to the podcast to discuss themes that are important in making the world a better place. Welcome, everyone. Right. Today, we are very excited, to say the least, since we have not one, but actually two guests on our podcast. My name is Petri Lahtinen. I'm the project planner of Global Visions. And once again, as usual, I am joined with the founder and chairman chairman of Global Visions, Max Stahlberg. Welcome, Max. It's great to be here with you again to discuss important matters. Yes, thank you. Great to be here again. And today we are joined uh, by Eetu Lehto and Petteri Räty. And uh, rather than me explaining who they are, I'm just going to give them the turn uh, to introduce them briefly and tell them why they are here, especially today, to talk about basic income. And I would right off the bat want to clarify that for simplicity's sake, I will use the term basic income, although I think uh, the term, the proper term would be universal basic income. But whenever I say just basic income, I myself at least, I, I, I mean, universal basic income, just to clarify. So maybe uh, let's start with uh, Petteri Räty. Could you briefly introduce yourself and tell us uh, what you are exactly doing in regard to basic income? Okay. Hello, everyone. Uh, as said, uh, my name is Petteri Räty. I'm the current chair of uh, BN Finland, Suomen Perustuloverkosto in Finnish. Uh, and uh, it's a volunteer-run organization uh, that is member of the global BN organization. Um, the BN uh, uh, main uh, happening every year is the BN World Congress. To, uh, this year is in Australia, um, but there is a remote possibility uh, given in these pandemic times. It's quite common for conferences that can participate remotely. Uh, and from my own personal background, how I got involved in the BN uh, is that uh, I'm also active in uh, Finnish politics in the Green Party. BN Finland itself is uh, politically non-aligned, so isn't connected to any parties or party structures. And uh, we advocate all uh, UBI models, so our association isn't uh, behind any particular UBI model. So. I'll try to make clear when answering if the uh, answers represent the association or if they are more my personal opinions. Uh, and for my personal background, I'm uh, an engineer uh, with a, ma- a majoring in systems and operations research, uh, which is basically applied math. Uh, so more of a kind of numbers guy with finance background. So the uh, one of the Nicest things that uh, intrigue me in the UBI is the kind of simplicity of the model and the all the implications that has, uh, which will of course come to later on. Yes, hello, I'm Eetu Lehto and uh, my background, uh, I, start, I studied philosophy at the University of Jyväskylä and uh, in uh, BN Finland I've been for around three years and uh, I've been the vice chair uh, and will be for at least another year and uh, I worked as a scientific journalist for the most of my time after studying 
regarding basic income, I got interested in uh, reading Russell and David Graeber. And then uh, we should uh, have, our work time should be less than it is now. We still do eight hours of work a day. And it's quite a lot. And uh, Russell said it did. 30s that it's too much and it baffled me how this hasn't changed and then i came across david graver who said that we do uh, these bullshit jobs that uh, are so uh, insignificant to the worker themselves that they don't know why they are even doing it and i came to the conclusion that basic income could make things better in that regard so there since since our organization our own organization global visions we try to be as open as possible and invite everyone who is interested in making the world a better place involved so maybe a good place to start would be getting right to the basics. So if there's anyone listening who doesn't know what basic income is, could you give a brief summary of the concept, what it is? Uh, since, for example, myself before starting in this organization, I just knew that it was some form of social allowance, but maybe you could briefly uh, explain what at least you mean, or maybe BN net, uh, network means when we are talking about basic income? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think a good reference that I can use here is uh, a previous board member of ours who uh, uh, wrote a doctoral thesis, Johanna Perkie, on uh, basic income and a political uh, like uh, discussion about it on Finland, in Finland. But um, on her, in her thesis, there is a definition that goes as following, thus basic income is a universal, individual, unconditional, non-withdrawable and periodic cash benefit paid without a means test or work requirement. So if we expand on those, uh, the word universal means that everyone in the society gets it. Of course, if you go for global level, it would be everyone. Commonly, you of course see a bit of uh, uh, practical restrictions on it. Let's say that it would be from 18, and older, um, but uh, you wouldn't, for example, uh, say that it's only for one gender or anything like that. Individual, that means it wouldn't be based on, let's say, a family unit. It would be pay, paid uh, to everyone in the family. So if you have three three adults living in a household, you would get three times uh, the money. Unconditional, so you, you wouldn't be able to say that you need to be working. Uh, to be able to receive a UBI. Non-withdrawable means, well, uh, that you, you start getting it, let's say at 18 and you get it until you die. And periodic cash benefits means that uh, uh, at a certain day uh, of a month or it could be weekly, this, this uh, allows for many kind of practical implementations, but it has to be um, predictable. It is coming on a regular schedule without a means test. You will, if, even if you are a billionaire, you would still get a UBI or work requirements. doesn't mean that uh, you can uh, just uh, do nothing and still get it as a uh, uh, cash paid regularly to your bank account. Um, the practical implementations in these loose parameters uh, vary a bit, but uh, generally speaking, uh, these are the common uh, parameters. Uh, there is no of course, central authority that would be able to say that this is UBI. But under these loose parameters that I just mentioned, are you can find a common ground. You have anything to add to that, Ed, or are you satisfied? satisfied? That was quite a good definition, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would. Uh, uh, one thought I had is that uh, basically there are some social dividends like uh, in Alaska that uh, basically work like this. Uh, uh, but uh, it has been said that uh, the closest thing to a basic income that is currently 
active is the one in Iran where families get, it's not individual, but families get uh, uh, some sort of basic income. Uh, it's bigger than the individual uh, oil dividend that Alaskans get, but, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Petri, which is closer to a basic income? I would need to check the Alaskan model, but I think it's tied to oil revenue. So technically speaking, they could go to zero and it could, uh, in that sense, wouldn't uh, uh, satisfy the models. And then, as you said, for the Iranian model, when it's like family-based, then it's not individual. And the amount would then change because your like, life situation changes that you move between households and such. Um, the... Uh, uh, closest things in, in some places are kind of these carbon dividend models uh, that are on the table, I think are the most uh, like closest that would be coming. Uh, uh, or then if you look at uh, uh, what are our closest, uh, it's a uh, components of social security that are age limited, where I have the age problem, of course, but let's say uh, the Finnish child benefits, uh, in, in their kind of ideology and model pay, uh, uh, is quite close to UBI, of course. We just have to expand from that from 18 upwards, but then how it functions, uh, zero to about 17, I think, but uh, uh, how that functions in practice uh, is close to UBI if you just expanded that to adults. Very true. I was thinking like I, 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 I already, while listening to you uh, in this, introductionary uh, speeches you gave or talks you gave uh, I was thinking of, uh, of you were talking about the uh, uncondition unconditionality of basic income and uh, that's why also why I wanted to ask you about the definition is that for example in in Finland the, in the country where we all currently live the uh, a lot of the political parties now existing have at one point or other uh, discussed a possibility of a basic income or the implementation of it. And there seems to be some minor differences. And, and, and one of the uh, central, I would say, themes that has come up with uh, regarding basic income, at least here in Finland, is the question of it. Uh, its influence on uh, on uh, the work life per se and a to you for example you you have written a text about the 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 effects or rather the shortcomings around the basic income trial that was held here in Finland between 2007 and 18 and you for example you you wrote about the, the that the focus was on the effects of employment instead of other uh, positive effects and instead of looking at a bigger picture. So uh, now I'm just trying to formulate a question about this, <laughs> what I'm rambling on about, but I, I would be curious to hear about the, uh, because the, uh, the unconditional nature of UBI, the one problem that not only some politicians but also a lot of the uh, layperson seems to have about it is that they think that oh it will just make people lazy that it's money for nothing people will just stay at home do nothing be lazy so uh, and on the other hand we have have this uh, certainly not uh, all covering uh, results but already positive results about for example for in in mental health that uba has already shown so i would be interested in hearing about how do you feel about this argument about the basic income uh, making people lazy or not uh, keeping them away from active working life and the other possible positive positive effects that it might have outside the immediate employment yeah i think that is the most common argument against basic income uh, that it would make people lazy we've had uh, from the since the 70s we've had a lot of experiments on basic income and i 
I've looked into most of them, but uh, none of them uh, suggested that people would do less work at uh, at all. Uh, actually, in the Finnish experiments also, that uh, people worked more uh, in basic income, and they were, you know, long-time unemployed people who succeed, succeeded to get into the workforce with the experiment, but that was also not reported very, very uh, largely. But uh, anyways, uh, it is it is very interesting. We we have scientific knowledge that it doesn't make people lazier, but it's always referenced like it doesn't uh, do much. The employment doesn't rise that much with basic income. So so. I think we should say that it never, never drops the employment rate <laughs> with basic income. I think that's a, that's a big deal. And uh, I don't see we ever talking about this. Yeah. And doesn't it also, isn't there like uh, material that seems to suggest that during uh, at least some of these basic income trials that, uh, that the time that uh, some people have received this basic income it has also been used to get them their lives in order in in order to get again employed so it's like maybe insufficient in that sense as well yeah yeah indeed uh, the finnish experiment lasted for two years and uh, and they were widely reported that meet Uh, middle experiment results uh, that employment didn't rise at that point significantly, but at the end of the experiment, uh, the the rise in employment was, I think, significant considering uh, who were in the experiment. But uh, you know that was exactly the reason, in my opinion, that people really wanted to get their life in order and. Uh, I think uh, a year in order to get one's life in order um, is not that long of a time. Some some might need even more. And if you would have the uh, security that, you know, the basic income will not end like ever, people would have a lot of time to get everything in order i i would i wouldn't know what would happen with just emancipation but uh i would really like to see it could you next open up a little bit more about the benefits other benefits of a basic income what it could lead to and achieve there are many different themes regarding this so we would like to hear a bit more about that Yeah, because we all, all only discussed employment and li- dabbed little on the question of mental health, but certainly there must be, or at least I hope we all agree on that there are other positive effects. So maybe it would be interested hear, hearing about the the uh, great plurality of of positive effects that UBA could provide if it would be given sufficient time to have its full effect in in our societies uh, all right uh, for me uh, the most important thing is that uh, it's uh, uh, the experiments have also shown that trust uh, for institution towards each other has uh, become better with basic income and i think trust is the building block of <laughs> you know every cooperation that we do as human beings and the markets They are also about trust. If nobody trusts money, then money is worthless, I think. Uh, but that's that's a very important issue too. So if we trust each other, uh, it contributes to peace and uh, other things. If there is trust in institutions, people uh, are nicer and better towards each other, towards everything really. And... Then there's uh, the very important thing in the Finnish experiment that people were less depressed, and and that's a major f- 
thing also that didn't get reported enough, in my opinion. And it seems to be that uh, nowadays uh, depression is very common. Common, and uh, the job markets are unstable. We don't know if we we are all young. If we're gonna ever see like uh, pensions and stuff like that, and I think that's something that gives us angst, you know. So if we could uh, lessen the depression from economic factors, and I think that's only a net positive. I don't see anything anything bad about that. Have you bet there is something to add? Yeah, I can add. Uh, I can expand on what I said in the beginning about the simplicity of the model. Of course, it's a minor benefit, but uh, that does result in uh, much smaller uh, administrative costs uh, to the the model. And the current Finnish model is based on this kind of idea of uh, often making sure that uh, no one like uh, is able to. Uh, have fraud on the system and then kind of a lot of controls on the people receiving uh, benefits that kind of all things goes away of course that that heavily ties to uh, explain the effects that you were able to saying uh, but uh, on the other side uh, we have talked about from the kind of a social uh, security angle here because the Finnish trial was of course there but uh, to expand on the kind of greater family of UBMOs. We also already referenced the uh, kind of Alaskan model, which is the cash return on the kind of uh, uh, natural wealth oil there. But jumping from oil to climate change, we have a uh, very urgent need uh, for different kind of models that can uh, compensate the infl- uh, uh, inflationary pressures that are currently on, on the society. The, due to rising energy costs and these and there ubi is uh, is a model that could easily be used to uh, tackle this issue of making sure that if we introduce policies that make energy uh, more expensive uh, that the uh, 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 people on the uh, uh, smallest incomes are not left behind when we at the same time uh, raise uh, ubi levels uh, as we are uh, raising their living costs. Sorry, are you saying better that we could uh, more safely go towards cleaner energy and stuff like that with UBI? So let's say uh, we have a UBI system in place and everyone is getting, let's say, uh, 500 euros or something. And uh, now we have inflation that is going on close to 10%. Uh, So uh, the UBI itself... uh, to be a good model in society would have to be index linked like most uh, social security benefits in Finland. So it would automatically, without our politicians having to do anything, make sure that uh, uh, people are not left behind uh, when the uh, price of food or price of energy goes up. So we would have, we wouldn't even need to have this discussion that we're currently having that uh, what to do with the situation where the prices are going up all the time. Not all the time, but this uh, in this particular year, based on the recent events. Yeah, I, 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 these are all you know, very interesting viewpoints, and I'm trying to like get my head around forming a, my next uh, maybe question or or uh, the uh, direction this conversation would uh, take would go towards because I, I I'm trying to connect this this uh, uh, UBI as a one kind of tool uh, in in the question of ec- ecological crises, but also the 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 concept of work, which we have discussed. So so uh, bear with me when I try to get my 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 focus on the the, the idea that I, I I'm developing here. But uh, well, let's start. That Ed, you already mentioned in the very beginning uh, these bullshit jobs. And personally, I feel that while I've been researching basic income, that one idea that has come up a lot of times is that there, especially uh, uh, here in Finland and and quite possibly in other, uh, at least Western countries, there's this obsession over wage labor. 
and uh, wage labor, which is connected to, to uh, capital production, uh, like productive uh, production and capital and therefore capitalism. And all of this is uh, arguably uh, one of the problems of in between the, the life, the lifestyle we are currently leading and sustainable transition or green transition even. So I was just curious to maybe not necessarily ask, but like next think about the possibility that could you be I on the on the other hand change the concept we have or the very idea that we have about work itself uh, maybe transitioning it to because there's been uh, arguments that the UBI uh, increases uh, uh, autonomy or uh, autonomous uh, activities and and creativity and and activities that normally we don't consider productive because they don't belong to the sphere of wage labor and they don't add to the uh, economic produ productivity of our society and then in general that uh, and this might be something that I don't know if, if BN has official standpoint or if you could answer this maybe on a more personal level but it would be interesting of hearing what's uh, your view about basic income in regard to possible degrowth instead of economic growth, which is a topic that, for example, here in Finland, uh, Jan Otto Andersson has for a long time been writing about, and, and, and that is, 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 has been very prevalent in, in the basic income discussion since he has been writing it, writing about it for such a long time. So maybe, hopefully you, you got some sort of idea what I, I was getting at. So maybe now if you understood anything please take over and and i'll, I'll, I'll let you uh, maybe make more sense of this rambling that i just had i could start with one thing that is maybe of course underpinning this discussion is and i previously referenced let's say 500 euros that what we should be made clear is that's a partial uh basic income because the word basic there means you can get by with your like kind of daily needs which the Finnish society currently defines and let's say Helsinki a single person household is the, the rent plus 500 in spending money so if you had you uh, a uh, 500 level it's uh, it clearly follows that it's a uh, a partial basic income a actual implementation of basic income would be in the 1000 plus category uh, and which we clearly see that the financing that uh, is much more harder and the kind of would require a larger whole overhaul of the kind of public sector finances uh, but the implications to the bullshit jobs are way different if he has let's say 500 or 1000 plus because at the 500 level you still have to do some on top because uh, if you have 500 you can't even pay a rent uh, if you're renting in, in Helsinki but if you had the 1000 plus it would much more free you to do your own choices so we have to be clear that uh, if we are to have these kind of uh, uh, no uh, that level where you don't need to work it is currently not considered um, very easy to reach from the public finances perspective so all the realistic models for the near future would be partial basic income and the uh, full benefits of UBI would be much uh, uh, further in the future when we can um, raise and do the societal changes slowly over time that go in the 1000 plus category. Uh, Edu, uh, your take. This was the background on the mm. kind of theoretical level. I would say that you, uh, on the degrowth path, I can expand on the fake uh, with uh, BN for sure doesn't have an official policy on uh, growth versus degrowth. I can say from a personal uh, perspective that there is a kind of growing consensus in uh, in the kind of a. Uh, or I think it's a long time, I can't say if it's reason, there could be a long time thing that the, the uh, economic growth that we had 
is uh, very much tied to resources. There is a very strong coupling uh, and uh, very much doubt that uh, if we remove this coupling between use of natural resources and economic growth, that uh, are we able to uh, have a uh, growth without this coupling and where it would go, uh, that, that would uh, ne necessarily reach um, uh, some kind of uh, slowdown in, in the at least near future when we deal with the economic crisis. I think for me, at least, it's more of an open question. If you look at, let's say, 100 years, 200 years in the future, it's very hard to predict anything. But uh, can, and from that per longer perspective, can we then uh, find the models that decouple the use of natural resources uh, and uh, economic growth, but uh, there are technologies uh, to produce. Uh, this is mainly, let's say, we need lots of energy to sustain the kind of uh, growth, and uh, there are technologies to produce lots of uh, 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 energy in a way that is uh, not really tied to the uh, amount of natural resources, let's say mining or things like that. For example, nuclear power fusion, which is, of course, always plus 30 years in the future, but uh, the amount of natural resources, uh, those uh, sources of energy need is quite minuscule in comparison to the methods we're currently using. I'll go a bit back when you, Petri, asked. Uh, but uh, as, as as Petri said, it's it's uh, more realistic to think that we'll start uh, as a with a basic income when we finally get there. That it will be a partial uh, at first, and I think that is smart. We don't want to do too big changes uh, too fast. It's it's not sustainable it always causes problems but you know it can be you know uh, made bigger and bigger during the time as we see the benefits and and improve on those benefits i think that's a, a good way to go so uh, regarding my comments uh, about the job markets uh, maybe maybe we won't see phone salesmen disappear <laughs> instantly after after the UBI is implemented, and no, uh, I, I myself think that uh, uh, if you want to be a phone salesman, it's it's fine. But uh, most phone salesmen, I think, don't see their work as that's very important in the big scheme of things. But uh, and would much more likely want to do some actual productive work than to sell stuff to people who don't want to be sold stuff to, <laughs> if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah if we, if, uh, the, the degrowth things, uh, I think the work, uh, as we get further and can uh, lessen our work, I think uh, maybe it would have benefits for some sort of degrowth. If, if we look at the beginning of the coronavirus, when Beijing was shut down, like instantly, I think, uh, I'm not sure if this was uh, true, it was uh, reported a lot, but that the Beijing skies were clearing up quite fast after they stopped working in there. So, so that's one argument for basic income and degrowth. If we just lessen the work, uh, work is in one sense the problem. We do much too much of work. Yeah, and 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 I was thinking that we, while we were discussing this uh, about work, and especially we we we've thrown the term bullshit jobs uh, in the air a couple times already. Uh, and I, I, I think that most people already kind of know what bullshit jobs are because a majority of us has at some point or another for 
basic sustenance and survival had to do bullshit jobs in order to get by. But then at the same time, I was uh, I recently read this text by Mikko Jakonen, uh, which uh, interestingly presented this idea that the, the current firm form of capitalism is at an aggra- aggressive stage where the sort of your own the social life, the whole social life of individuals and societies is being penetrated by uh, capitalism, that we are now not only uh, the problem isn't that we have bullshit jobs that we have to do, but we are also living in a culture where you you have to kind of build your individuality according to the, the demands of the working life. You have to make yourself sort of a product along with your curriculum that you are selling basically to the, to the uh, people who are supplying jobs and 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 uh, alongside with that with the for example the massive expansion of internet and and works that are not uh, connected necessarily to material production or material consumer products is also something that is is more and more prevalent in the current working life so it's where I'm getting at with this is that not only do we have bullshit jobs, but we also are living in a culture where we are the the work or the capitalist work is penetrating all our lives. That we there's not the the border between working time or and working place and and the kind of leisure time and and home and workplace is all the time. It's 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 becoming more and more unclear, and and the work we are doing. It's not only that we are eight hours in an office, but we are. I would argue that the, it's very obscure now. Where where are the limits of work and not working? This is, of course, an interesting from a historical perspective to make that argument, because if, if you take a look at anywhere kind of further back, uh, let's say the age of industrialization, <laughs> the situation was way worse uh, than it is at the NAS. It seems like a uh, someone looking at their own kind of life and losing the big picture of how the society has developed over the centuries. Of course, it is true from a kind of... Uh, educated uh, office worker uh, in the Western world perspective that the kind of uh, uh, borders between work and free time have blurred and that is kind of a uh, development that is going to the um, uh, direction where the general flow of the work life hasn't been where uh, from the kind of uh, perspective of the ordinary worker has been getting better and better uh, uh, and the Western world uh, from the kind of like a, a long-term perspective, but uh, I would still argue that we keep an eye, uh, like, uh, eye on the uh, big picture where uh, things are, of course, all, uh, very very much excellent uh, in comparison to how they were in the agriculture age or the industrial age. Uh, the, the There is no correct answer, but there's, of course, always a tension between the uh, kind of... Uh, freedom for the individual to make their own choices and uh, uh, and how much we want to, to then uh, uh, kind of limit it from a societal perspective. You have to keep in mind that there are also people who want to work uh, like uh, as like basically around the clock. It's not maybe healthy, but they still want to do it. So uh, if they do it from an entrepreneur and no one's forcing them to do it, how much should the society be telling them that how much they want to live their life is wrong. With kind of a counter argument to the kind of, uh, let's say that UBI makes people passive is that this is an anecdotal kind of thing is that like most people, that many people say uh, that the, Oh, other people will start working, uh, but the implication is that they won't do it themselves. So if everyone is of the opinion that everyone else stops working, <laughs> the conclusion isn't that the society will stop working because no one individually is claiming that they are going to make that decision. Of course, there's always the kind of uh, 
uh, where, where the statistically I'm going to is that yes, there might be a small minority that stops working and does nothing, but it's insignificant if we look at the um, society as a whole where people actually do want to do uh, uh, kind of the things uh, uh, to fill their days. Otherwise, they would get bored. Uh, in the UBI, UBI model, they often get more uh, paid for it more often than they do currently. And to say to Eto, the phone salesman won't unfortunately be going anywhere. Uh, with a, if they're selling something that people are buying, their wages might go up, but people will still be calling and selling you because if there's money to be made, you can get people to do their work. The salary, might, uh, salary would just depend on the uh, uh, productivity levels of if it's worth paying for them to get selling you stuff. But it's, the reason they're doing it is because they manage to sell stuff that way. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And uh, uh, phone salesman, I, I wouldn't say, I, I want to return to the definition of bullshit jobs. It's uh, by David Graeber. It's uh, a form of paid employment that is so completely pointless, unnecessary or pernicious that even the employee cannot justify its existence, even though as part of the conditions of employment, the employee feels obliged to pretend that this is not the case. I mean, a good phone salesman, love their jobs and uh, that's 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 great uh, power to them but if uh, i i've known cases when people were just didn't have other options basically than to do some sort of uh, job like that so so i'm that's what i was uh, referring to mostly but yeah i, I want to uh, add to that uh, that you said very well about if if some people don't do anything like there seems to be some indignation of people even though we don't have basic income that if if even one person uh, wants to sit on their couch and play video games and not do productive uh, stuff then uh, many people would see that as you know we should all suffer because we can't let that happen, even though in today's society it's very possible <laughs> to do that. But, but if it's not, um, if there's not institutional surveillance making it harder, then the indignation would, you know, make some people very angry. Yeah, and there, there's that point be, to be made that that even as it is for now in well let's talk about the situation in finland there are people who can kind of uh, use the social allowances for their advantage of not doing anything that just that just sit at home watch tv play video games whatever but then on the other hand one one thing that i'm i have been for a long time curious about is that then there's this uh the other side of that same phenomenon could be the uh, something that we could call idleness being idle which i would not classify uh, same as being lazy because a, a lot of a lot of the art uh, cultural things scientific revelations a lot of those are product of being idle that people are granted the possibility of like just do nothing or nothing on the surface level but beneath there's like processes in in inside one's head going on that lead up to be the a, a novel that people will read and they it will change their life or some sort of uh, scientific in, in, innovation that will change uh, the world at large so i all i think from from my perspective i think one of the important goals that UBI could reach is the fundamental change that it could have on the concept of what is actually work because there's like uh, from an anecdotal uh, perspective I have this one anecdote that my one of my friends who used to work uh, as a conductor in trains but also did uh, musicians work uh, composing music his father phoned him one day and asked, is, is this a good time? Are you at work? And meaning, where was he working uh, in the, 
in a train doing wage labor instead of uh, composing, because composing is something that, okay, that's not real work per se. And, and that's something that can be interrupted because it's somehow not so important. So yeah, I think the, this is a very important distinction to be made while talking, discussing UBI is the, the difference between doing nothing, being honestly lazy and being idle, allowing oneself to kind of do something or develop something that in the end can be actually a major accomplishment and a piece of work in itself. We don't even know what great things that would entail, but I would really much like to see it during my lifetime. Yeah, and, and I just uh, maybe uh, Max has uh, still some questions, but one thing that I still had in mind, and this is going way back to the beginning of our discussion, because if I understood correctly, you had mentioned that the basic income could have this effect on people of, of uh, increasing benevolence, people being good to each other. Was that right? Was that something you were uh, saying about the positive effects of basic income? And that, uh, that comes from the results of the experiments, basically, because uh, people trust each other and people trust institutions more when they feel that they are trusted and basic income is trust from the institution to the individual and uh, i think uh, i think that makes sense yeah because i was thinking because I, while i was reading the pamphlet that you have edited there was this one article that that was uh, that discussed basic income as a one way of pursuing peace and, and in that uh, article, there was a distinction between two sort of different uh, species of peace that the first one was this commonly held idea about peace as an absence of, of immediate armed conflicts, but then the, uh, which was, uh, I used the term used was negative peace, but then uh, the writer of that section, Kaiso Kinunen, pointed out also that ecological crises, pandemics, polarization of values, economical instability, amongst other things, are serious threats to peace. And uh, there was the concept of positive peace, an active state where alongside with the obvious absence of armed conflict, there is no structural nor indirect violence either. So... Regarding that, I would be interested still hearing how this basic income could be, especially nowadays when we are living uh, during a time of pandemics and, uh, and war, uh, how could basic income be kind of expanded as a way of, of, of increasing that benevolence, that trust in, in people and institutions? Yeah, uh, this links uh, a bit to something what you said earlier about, you know, the work time uh, being longer and longer because you have to be, uh, you know, available at all times to your employer. And, you know, I think civil society has, uh, has uh, suffered because of it. People are... Uh, the younger generations, I think, uh, do not have as much time uh, to be a part of civil society anymore. And, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's, that's the thing. When you participate in civil society, uh, you have to be with people, people, with people that disagree with you, people who might annoy you and, uh, you know, and live with it. You have to learn how to be with others and it's it's not like <laughs> with, with this pandemic uh, realities uh, people write nasty stuff on twitter and and close their phones computers whatever and they that's the more mode of being for for some and that's you know that's not net positive for peace in my opinion but you know if if people work less and 
don't have to be available at all times. So I think uh, civil society will benefit from it. And, and it will have, well, as, I, as, I, as I said, uh, many, many of these positive outcomes. If Petteri or Max have anything to add or any, any, any questions still, because I, I, I've been quite uh, enthusiastic about asking these ideas and, and que- especially questions and presenting my own, own ideas. But uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of running out of those. So I would be more than happy to give you two more space if you have some ideas or questions you still would want to discuss. Uh, I would be interested in asking if, if there are, are any problems relating to a basic income or, or negative effects or obstacles regarding it in, in, a, in a general level or, or regarding the implementation for basic income, for example. What do you think? We have heard now that there are many positive effects, but are there any problems? Well, there are some problems, of course, on a global level, in a sense that uh, much of the global population is unbanked. So to implement uh, global uh, UBI, uh, the practical uh, hurdle to overcome in the first place is to get bank accounts to everyone. Uh, it's, of course, not an issue in Finland where we are easily able to transfer money to everyone. But from a global perspective, it is not as easy to implement as you would think. Uh, then... Uh, uh, The why it's not happening is, of course, there's no political will for it. And their uh, negative income tax is much easier for politicians on, let's say, right uh, to uh, uh, accept from the, uh, they are mathematically equivalent uh, UBI negative income tax, but uh, with a negative income tax model that uh, doesn't result in uh, paying money to those uh, who have higher incomes because it's uh, calculated before payment and then it's closer to the current existing model. Uh, it is uh, easier from uh, to like mentally switch. Uh, but that is, you, you need a incomes register, which Finland has, but most of the uh, world would not have such real-time information available to be able to implement negative income tax. So these, those are kind of the practical, couple examples of practical hurdles that are on the way uh, of implementing uh, UBI. Of course, they can be solved, but the level of society uh, uh, dictates how quickly they would be able to transition to uh, the uh, end goal of having UBI. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would like to add, add to here that uh, basic income should be as simple as possible, I think. Many would agree. But uh, at a practical level, we still have this, uh, you know, living costs, rents, and stuff like that uh, you know they are widely different in uh, parts of the country in helsinki you paid double or triple the rent that you would for example in uvascula so uh, it would uh, bring a little it would uh, if we would make them more fair and equal it would mean that there would have to be uh, Uh, other adjustments uh, and and only basic income we couldn't go straight to it being the only only uh, monetary source of <laughs> uh, 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 making making people more equal so that's uh, i think that's a, another practical problem that hasn't been solved yet I can expand on that one, that it is uh, uh, clear that uh, UBI will never uh, be the only form of social security. Uh, otherwise, we would have to uh, give, uh, remove all kinds of earnings-related benefits. So there will always be this kind of a network of benefits, because I think uh, most of the listeners would agree that, let's say, you have a work accident and you're not able to work for the rest of your life, you shouldn't drop to uh, UBI levels, but it should be a, a, a disability pension that is based on your earnings before the accident. So we will have examples of these kind of ben- earnings-related benefits even with UBI. So the simplicity is there for like kind of the 
minimum level of benefits, but to account for all the varied life situations, we will still have uh, the network of additional benefits that kind of uh, was implied also in ethos from the like housing perspective. Um, but uh, from uh, in as I expanded, there are also these various network of currently paid in Finland by the social security institution Kela, but uh, that we would still keep. Yeah, we as we have to tweak the, the the simplicity that we want. It's it's not gonna be as simple as some would like. So, yeah. And while we're discussing these problems, and maybe now when we are uh, perhaps steering towards the end of this discussion, uh, we could maybe shift our attention to the future. And we, you we discussed now the need for the simplicity and the practicality of implementation of the UBI, which uh, I, I certainly feel that we all, all hope for in the future, but I would still, I would be interested uh, in hearing the, how could we promote this positive change in attitudes that would Uh, make it possible not only for political parties but the society at large to really make a major and substantial move towards uh, the implementation of basic income. Well, I, um, I think at this moment we can even speak on behalf of BN uh, as a network. You know, uh, uh, we believe that discussing the issue. And this, uh, bringing basic income, reminding people that there are choices, that we don't have to l- live in, you know, in some sort of brutal, brutal realism that uh, that uh, that everything is as it is and uh, could and should not change. We have to we have to bring this conversation, like we are doing right here, uh, available to everyone. I think when There are active discussion of uh, basic income. People are more accepting of it. Uh, just and uh, you know, some might not be, but that's good too. If there's discussion, I think that's that's better in any case. You can be not a uh, phone salesman, but a podcast salesman. One good way to influence uh, uh, the UBI. The uh, uh, developments in Finland is, of course, to join our association as a member, and uh, uh, even if you're passive or not, uh, active or uh, or not, uh, then uh, uh, to support the cause. That's a very good point, and uh, as this is this is a global podcast right now, there are being networks uh, everywhere, everywhere on this earth, and there's the head organization, as Petri said in the beginning, uh, BN, uh, that is Basic Income Earth Network, you can become a member of that. And uh, most countries have their own uh, local BNs or equivalents. Yeah, we will definitely add relevant links to the description of this particular episode. So people interested in taking part of these activities will find the right place. Uh, Max, do you still have something? I, I'm run out of all all questions, at least, even though this is a topic that I feel one could go on discussing on and on forever and ever. Uh, well, I'm also really happy with the discussion. I don't have any, any specific, specific questions anymore. We, we covered the field in a, in a nice way. I'm really happy with this. Yeah, I, well, then from my part, I would like to thank you both, Etu and Petteri, for this rather productive and most of all interesting discussion about universal basic income. And I I hope that our listeners have also not only enjoyed the discussion, but also got some sort of food for thought uh, in regard to basic income and, and will join both the 
BN and global visions in, in, in the quest of, of trying to implement and, and raise more awareness about universal basic income in the future. So thank you so much for being our guests tonight. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting us. Likewise. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us at www.globalvisions.fi. Check out also Max's book, which is available to download for free at www.avisionofabetterworld.net. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and Discord. Everyone is welcome to take part in our activities and discussion, which is an invitation to reflect on how to make the world a better place.